gonna get started. Welcome to the Dead Pit. Carl here from Games Brains Headbanging Life with my guest, Ellis, from British black metal band Sarkoth. Here to offer up five things within the worlds of gaming, horror, and heavy metal that annoy you, basically. Um, and that you'd like to send to the Dead Pit, where hungry zombies will tear it apart, never to be seen again. However, it will be me making the decision of whether they go into the Dead Pit or not. It's up to you, Ellis, to deliver a damn good argument as to why they belong amongst the dead. If you right, can convince okay. me, then they go. Okay. Now, you might be thinking this sounds awfully familiar to a well-known British TV show. But you'd be wrong. This is the Dead Pit. That's its own thing. <laughs> Ellis, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, Tal. Thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. Get us started then with your very first offering. All right then. Um, I think this is something that you tend to see more on like social media, uh, and it's something that when I was about 13, I probably would have really enjoyed. Um, but you know them like memes that you get, and it'll be like the Grim Reaper wearing brass knuckles and like wearing a band shirt of some shit band like Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah. That, them. <laughs> just all, collectively, all of them. All like, of them? Yeah, any, 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 anything, any connotation that's got like some odd cartoony Grim Reaper with like brass knuckles on, acting as if it's the hardest thing in the world. That, gone. Fuck why, why would you have liked that when you were younger and not so much now? Because when you're about 13, you think, oh, that's cool, that is. Mm-hmm. That's 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 heavy metal, that is it. <laughs> You're not no. wrong. I can picture them on T-shirts and thinking mm. when I was, you know, early teens, going, "Oh, that's wicked." I had a I had a brief stint with a a, a shirt, a flame shirt, you know. Oh, good. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The sort of thing you wouldn't be seeing dead in nowadays, and certainly not um, on the social media side of things. Man, this is really simple. I can't stand yeah. that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, the funny thing you say that is something that exists on shirts. It does exist on shirts. Anything by Spiral, the brand Spiral. I don't know the band Spiral. Brand. Uh, it, it's a, it's a clothing brand. It's brand, they yeah. have this type of imagery on it. Okay. Get, yeah. Are they are they the are they the sort of thing when you? Uh, I'll use a festival example. There'll always be a shop at a festival that has these cut off um, shirts. With these Grim Reaper skulls or wolves and stuff like yeah, that. Is yeah, it that? Yeah. Oh! Yeah, and <laughs> that. And when people use that in memes and stuff like that. Okay, I've changed my answer. Just that imagery in general. <laughs> I 100% agree. I Fantastic. can't stand that stuff. <laughs> oh, ugly. It's so ugly. But you're right. When you're younger, it's like, that is so metal. Yeah, I've, I've got one. I've got one. It's like a... It's like a zombie Viking thing with a sword digging it into the ground. And when I was in college, I was like, "Fucking, that is me. That's yeah. me." And now I've—I don't think I've worn that in years. Oh, you still have it though. It's—it's it's in. It's in there somewhere. But if I open it to get it out, my flag's gonna fall down. Oh right, yeah, no worries. Um, <laughs> you'll have to wear it one time when you're playing live. Ironically. <laughs> I, I wish I wish I could, but we've we've introduced an image recently, and just images on band shirts aren't thing. It's just plain black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You are you are right. I've seen the pictures and the, the change in imagery that you've gone through. You were a lot more simplified heavy metal look, really, before, weren't you? Battle jackets, jeans, trousers, and so on, whereas now it's a bit more yeah. cloak-based, right? 
Uh, for, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd say at least like plain black hooded, that kind of thing. Um, in fact, we actually wear a little bit of makeup now as well, or corpse paint. It's not really corpse paint. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say we've adopted a bit of an image in that sense. Um, although I, I am making mine, I, I literally today just got a full like robe thing, but I need to get my mum to hem the uh, sleeves because they're a bit long. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. what mothers are for, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah. Going back to your first one, then, yep, a hundred percent agree. It is going in the pit. You're one for one already. If you do this uh, all the way through, it'll be nice and easy. Can't stand those designs. Right, Ellis, what's number two? Um, new metal. Uh, I think it's a bit of a generic answer. Uh, I think mm. you're probably going to get quite a few people saying that. But uh, I just can't stand it. I think, I think every, every, for example, let, let's say Limp Biscuit. Yeah. When, I, when I'm at a nightclub and I hear Fred, Fred Durst just doing his horrible high-pitched voice like oh the fellas all of that shit and i'm just there like oh turn it off turn off go away and then just the kind of scene that that sparked i mean there's a few good bands there's a few good bands but i, I just find for the most part it's very juvenile yep okay so just all of new metal um what bands from it then would you say not necessarily like but that you say a, you've said a couple of good bands what are those? If you could oh well, I think, I think in terms of like the early two thousands and and the late nineties scene, so you got you know your first couple of Corn albums, they can stay. Mm-hmm. Slipknot, obviously they progressed out of new metal, but uh, their few albums I still consider to be within the new metal sphere. Early Linkin Park, the big the big ones. Yeah, the big ones that aren't awful. What's... Mudvayne too. Mudvayne, Mudvayne. Yeah, they can stay. Okay, <laughs> what's the number one band then within the new metal umbrella that you you hate the most? C- can you guess based on what we've said already? Yeah, I suspect it was <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't can't stand it. So you didn't you you lib, um, new metal wasn't a gateway no. um, for you? No, no, it wasn't. Um, I wasn't really into music. Uh, at that period of time well I was only about five at that time anyway so just showing uh, my youth a bit there um, yeah don't feel jealous um, no I was about to say motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> that was my teenage um, years well unfortunately they weren't mine no my gateway was very much um, Rammstein mm-hmm. uh, mass- massively massively Rammstein Ailstorm and Amon Marth. I think I think those three bands, then, then I think it kind of progressed to Behemoth and Ghost. I did I did a bit a bit of a stint with, um, you know, your symphonic and your power metal that kind of thing. Uh, Nightwish, Evanescence, Sabaton, Blind Guardian, and you know I still enjoy all of them bands, yeah. but it's never anything that I'd really consciously put on now. But that kind of stuff was the gateway for me, and then from Behemoth, I went further down the black metal line from Ghost I just stuck with Ghost because Ghost are fucking fantastic and I, I will fight anybody who says otherwise <laughs> um, no I agree with you about Ghost I didn't love the new album I liked it a lot but um massive fan here as well or prequel or or this that one that they've done with like the funky Scooby-Doo writing no no prequel oh, 
I fucking love that album. Okay. <laughs> give, give it a few more listens. Oh, it's Ghost, you know. I was, I'm always listening to Ghost at some point or another. So, to. back to new metal then. So, do you think it's fair to say that then, because maybe of your age, because you didn't grow up with it in the same way that you, you'll have a different view in it, like, you're looking at it potentially as what people look at it now, where new metal is a dirty word, beyond the nostalgia kick that's coming back uh, briefly. New metal is a dirty word, and it was everything was lumped into it. Whereas if you were living during the period of it, um, it was a lot more fun. <laughs> I don't doubt that it was fun. I just think it's a very dated thing. Mm. Well, I think I think some some genres evolve with the times, but. At least in my experience, new metal hasn't really done that. I feel like it's very much stayed in that time, and like a lot of things that stay in that time, it doesn't age very well. Yeah. So, what when people get excited about it when either a new metal band makes a revival or is planned to release a new album and so on, um, nostalgia kicks in. What does that make you think? Fair enough. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, even I'll listen to like new stuff from the bands that I like yeah uh, I'll still get excited for that but you know I'm not going to judge somebody for liking for getting excited about it I just wish it wasn't there for them to get excited about in the first place yes yeah, I'm really struggling <laughs> with this one because this was my youth um you know it was classic rock and then yeah. it was new metal and without new metal I don't know how much of what I would listen to now Oh yeah, but then there's so many bands I hated. Um, you know the 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 heavyweights, your Lip Biscuits and stuff like that. I I couldn't get on with. But hmm. um, Spine Shank, Static X. <laughs> I don't like Static X. I uh, I've got one CD of theirs, and I gave it a listen, and I haven't listened to it again since. This is too wide ranging. I'm not going to put it in. It's too wide ranging. <sighs> there's too many people <sighs> out there that will be sitting going, "New Metal was great." Um, you make strong arguments, but I do think it's personal feelings ultimately with this one more than anything else. Um, yeah. I think you are right about dated though, and any suggestion that, well, I don't know, who, who in new metal that's left over is really releasing music anymore? At least in that style, there isn't anyone. I think Corn, their newest album's a bit back to roots, isn't it? Mm, good point, then, yeah. And you have got some modern bands. Uh, I think Defcon One. I, oh. I don't know if they, if you count them as new metal, but they, they were quite good. There's a band yeah. I'm trying to think who they were um, or are that sold themselves as a modern new metal band. I remember the album cover had like someone with chains on their face, oh, like they were like, oh, I can't remember who it is. Shit, oh. shit, shit. If Lu if Lewis was here right now, he'd be able to say a modern one as well. And they're almost they're almost like kind of in between uh, Slipknot and um, the other band that wear masks. Oh right, okay. They're, they're they're kind of in that style of music, like older Slipknot. So there are still some doing it, and any day soon, we're no doubt going to get that long-awaited Limp Bizkit new album. So that's something to look forward is, to. Is that coming out? They've been saying they for years. Right? <laughs> That's the last uh, I saw. Uh, oh, uh, a few more years then, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. They did that song <laughs> a couple of years back with Lil Wayne, um, Lil Wayne, and uh, that was it for a while. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, then, right, you're one for two. What's your third one? Okay, uh, going to 
stray out of music a little bit here okay. and and go to a yearly game sequels that just don't change anything. Brilliant. I'm talk I'm talking the majority of Call of Duties, the majority of Pokemon's, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where every year they will put a new coat of paint on it and charge you sixty quid for it. Yep. And the, the thing is, you can't even go back if you if you've got Steam on PC, you can't even go back to the old ones and buy them cheap because they're still about twenty quid. They don't drop the prices either. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think that one kind of goes without saying that it absolutely deserves to be done away with. I, I'm yep. not saying that either of the two games always do that i mean i've I've heard the new call of duty add some new stuff to it and obviously sword and shield changed things up quite considerably didn't it but um i think for the majority of them that especially them two franchises it's just a very clear case of uh lazy yeah. laziness yeah i mean um this is in straight away. I 100% agree. Um, you were talking about the city. You like to see Call of Duties and your Battlefields, although that one, not so much. Um, I think Battlefield does do a bit, put a bit more effort in, doesn't mm. it? But yeah, instantly when I think of yearly updates, it's Call of Duty that comes to mind and mm. it sells millions because of the casual audience. Sports games as well. That was it. I was about to get to that. But the ultimate, the ultimate yeah. bullshit to me is the sports games because that is. All you are paying full price for is updated players, it seems. I'm pretty sure uh, the most recent FIFA, FIFA 20, literally, or at least one of the versions of it, was literally exactly the same, mm. like all the way down to the code of uh, FIFA 19. The only thing they changed was the players. Like, nothing else changed at all. In fact, if anything, I think they stripped features from it. That it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't. I mean, I don't play sports games, so I wouldn't know. It's not been a long time since I played a football game. Um, oh, the last one I played was FIFA 06, <laughs> <laughs> and I loved that game. I loved that game. Oh, brilliant! But yeah, the even although I don't play them, I know Madden, the American football one, um, NFL does exactly the same. Um, yep. This, but they sell so well. They are money they makers. Do. Of course I do, because people want to play as their favourite teams. Don't they? You know, it's it's a people who put on the full football gear just to watch a match. It's that type of thing, isn't yeah. it? And you know, if they enjoyed it, that's fine. But come on, yeah, yeah. You don't have to, don't have to buy the same game for sixty quid every year. What well, do you stand there? And on... then mm. the, the cash shops where you've got you've got to buy the good players with real money. That is, that is a big subject that last one so well, well unless you've got that well we'll leave that's, that because that's that's crazy. coming back later that's okay, coming back cool. later what about um not so much the yearly updates for or for these games but um the ones like assassin's creed and so on that basically use the shell of a game release it a year later but just change the location and characters is that something that would you put with that um yeah because that's a single player based game and I think with single-player-based games that within a franchise, it's fair to keep the formula the same because yep. you're going there for the story, aren't well, you? You know, you're, going, you're going there for the, you know, at least for me. You know, I loved the first few Assassin's Creed games. I kind, I kind of fell off at Revelations. Okay, yeah. Was it Revelations, the third Ezio one? The old, old man one, yeah. Yeah, I fell off a bit there, but that was more due to mechanics. Um, Three had a good story, 
but I just forgot to carry on playing it, so it obviously didn't grab me that much. Clearly. And uh, uh, and I never went on to the many after that. But uh, for me, it was all about the story, and I think that's where the repeating of game mechanics is a far less egregious sin if it's an ex- a much larger game experience overall that you are getting your money's worth for just for the amount of hours it takes to complete the single-player game. No, I think that's a very strong argument. There's some, it hasn't quite, some that kind of, it's gone off the wall for me, Far Cry. Um, the latest sequels <sighs> of Far Cry started to repeat way too much for my liking. Far Cry 3 did really well. Yeah. So they went, yeah, let's do that again. And carried on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I do understand that, yeah. Um and that is the exact same point that I just argued for in a way, because again, you're doing it for the story. But were the stories that good in the last few Far Cries? And actually, I'll tell you what Far Cry did do. They did do Far Cry Caveman Simulator, whatever the fuck it was, didn't oh, they? Oh, Far Cry Primal. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> I prefer my name. Oh, yours is way better. <laughs> I miss the days of having malaria and struggling through that instead from Far Cry 2. fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Of course, I 100% agree. As a gamer, this is not something I play anymore. I couldn't be part of the early updates. I've enjoyed Call of Duties in the past. I think the Mm. last one I played properly was like Black Ops 2, and I think it's like way beyond those days now. And um, I used to play wrestling games. But after, oh, yeah. yeah, after that became a yearly roster update, I just stopped a couple of years back, which is a shame because I really wish I'd played the latest version for the hilarity of it all. You must have seen. Oh, is that like where they're clipping through yeah, the? Yeah, uh, really. Yeah, I, really I actually badly only made. saw that the other day. That's that's a rather new thing to me, but yeah, I have seen that. It's a shame now if you went and played it, it's been patched up a bit, so you wouldn't have that much comedy. You know, but there you go. Yes, this goes in. You're two for three. What's your fourth one? Uh, Okay, I'm going to go back to music again and just attack another genre, and that's kind of like the slam and deathcore scene. You're going to have to really, really argue this one. What's wrong with it? For me, it's heavy for heavy's sake. Uh, especially in deathcore, and I think a lot, it's it's a formula that gets repeated so much and doesn't really adapt too much. And it, there's a few good bands in it, you know. Uh, I don't know if they quite count as deathcore, but say Rivers of Nihil, mm-hmm. you know, and and now the Owls know my name. That fantastic. Yep. But I think for the most part, it seems to be a very easy way for a band for somebody to make some music that's just going to immediately appeal to a lot of people. I think it can be quite a lazy formula. Shit, I was, oh man, I was just like, nope, this ain't going in. And then you're right. I mean, I am a fan of Slam and Deathcore, but I'm not a huge fan. It's not my preferred genre. It's more, if it comes my way, I can often just be like, okay, yeah, this is cool. But when you say it's heavy for heavy's sake, I'm like, shit. Yeah, he's right. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I do think there's some great bands within it, but uh, picking legendary deathcore bands and is not so easy no and I think the heavy for heavy sake is something that you can only really apply to the term heavy you couldn't say melodic for melodic sake or atmospheric for atmospheric sake because I think they take a lot more work to do Yeah. I, th- I I think it's harder to create atmosphere or to create good melodies than it is to create just just 
detune as slow as you can and just chug. No, you're not not wrong. Would you throw in the likes of grind or grindcore with that as well? Um, probably. Yeah, because I Pro kind of find myself lumping them all together sometimes. I think I think I like grindcore because I think it's that that's just funny to me. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know, I I even did a grindcore project, Skatushka. Oh uh, fuck. God's sake. <laughs> Tell everyone about that. <laughs> Skatushka is uh, my attempt at... Uh, I don't know if that's going to be in focus. It it's is. My, it's my attempt at grindcore while uh, using the Tushka meme to sell it rather than any sort of musical quality. Mm -hmm. So we purposely, I purposely mixed it to sound as bad as possible and then when the fantastic fellow at uh, Pussy Boy Records released it on cassette, we purposely made the cassettes as bad as possible as well, and then charged 30 quid for them. Um, nobody actually paid 30 quid. We gave like 90% discounts to anybody who actually wanted them. So we didn't actually charge 30 quid to anybody. That's what they were on there for. And we did three runs. No, we did three cassettes, and then the cassette player broke. <laughs> so we couldn't make any more. Thankfully, we'd only got two orders, so that was enough for me and two more. Uh, but it, it was a fantastic little release. I mean, it even came with a, a, a cat playing card, which I think is very good, uh, just to play on the Pussy Boy theme. Oh. And then, and then it, it didn't have any lyrics. Um, it had the occasional porn sample. Mm -hmm. uh, every song ended with a fart so it was, it was highbrow stuff it was really intelligent music um and then i did a second album and i was actually really pleased with it but the tuscan meme had kind of died and i went very political with it so just nobody gave a shit mm. so so official announcement here because nobody gives a shit about the skatushka meme anymore we're gonna do more albums just under a real name now Okay, all right. In hopes that that will actually generate some attention, because we did actually work quite hard on that last album. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be called Girth Crisis, this new album. Yeah. No, this new band. Um, because we've both got a bit of a girth crisis. In the belly area. In the belly area. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. It's going to be, it's going to be awful. But you're having fun you... with it, clearly. Which is oh, sometimes yeah. more important than anything else. Oh yeah, it's great fun to do because it's such a low effort thing. Which uh -huh. is exactly what I wanted to put Deathcore in there for. It's just such a low effort thing. But this is low effort just for the sake of what can I do if I spend 15 minutes on a song. I mean, li literally that first time that I had there, no song took more than 15 minutes to write, to start writing, to finish mixing and that's because I didn't do any lyrics, I just made noises into yeah. a microphone. I remember um, when you were kind of messing around with it online, I watched or listened to a part of it on YouTube, because they're on YouTube, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, they are. Uh, I was like, yep, they're taking the piss. I'm not bothered looking at this. <laughs> oh, you should. The last album was good. Uh, if, you don't, if you don't mind strong political statements, the last album was actually quite good, if you can get past the awful production. Okay, I promise to give it a proper, proper <laughs> go. I, I, if, bad production is fine. I spent my life don't... listening to demos. 
This is true. Yeah, especially that awful 2017 demo. Oh, terrible, no, terrible no. are you kidding me? <laughs> Don't forget, like, you want to have impact. Don't forget what impact that had. The reason why we're sitting here talking right now is thanks to that demo and okay. how I, I love it. I love it. I love what came from that, and I love what you're doing at the moment. So don't ever knock the demo. Bad demo's a demo. You're always going to have iffy production, but I don't... When I think when I think of it, I'd have to go back and re-listen to it. You know that? It's probably been a yeah. while since... Because obviously, <laughs> those songs I would listen to off um, the album now. Yeah, um, so the it's changed. So I'd imagine going back, maybe then I'd notice some more. Uh, it's been, yeah, maybe I'll have to do that as well. Great. I've had a list of things I need to do. Um... <laughs> You're 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 way more of an expert on deathcore uh, than I am, so this one goes in. You you make a strong argument. You're not wrong about it being noise. A three for four. What's number five? Okay, uh, five is kind of back to. It's not quite back to the yearly things, but it's bullshit DLC in games yeah. and cash shops that aren't. Like just purely cosmetic things, something that gives people actual advantages, mm-hmm. where you can just pay. Everybody's paid the same price for a product, and then somebody's got a better chance at succeeding because they've paid a bit more, mm-hmm. which is then unfair to people who can't afford to do that. I, th- I think it kind of removes a competitive element and just it can always kind of damage somebody's confidence yep. if they aren't able to perform like somebody else because they don't have the money to. So I think it's quite damaging in that regard. Yeah, um, it's a real hot topic in the gaming world. Um, it's it's become something we're so used to, be it add-on DLC or say non-cosmetic stuff, take advantage and stuff like this. Yeah. I, I I I wonder if it's the same for you as it is for me. I don't see a lot of it anymore because I tend to not play games like this uh, that have that. No, I don't see a lot of it, but you you just need to read enough about it, and you yeah. see it's still it's still everywhere. Um, there has been some lashback recently. I think I think EA actually got into some proper trouble by a government about it. Not sure what country it was in, but I think they did actually get properly in trouble for it. Belgium, which is good. Was it Belgium? It was Belgium. You're talking uh, about the banning of loot boxes, and that's uh, EA were like, "We're not going to do it." Gambling mechanics, and uh, it was yeah, I remember, yeah. Mm. That was that was a good step forward, but then also onto the DLC like season passes as well. Oh yeah, and you get you get cases where stuff. I mean, this is going back years now, but where stuff would be loaded onto a disc, but then you just had to pay for the DLC to then unlock that stuff on the disc. Mm-hmm. So you've got the product, you just can't have it. Yeah, it's, it's there in your hands, but you just can't have it. It's funny you say that. I literally yesterday that happened to me. So okay. Jurassic Park Evolution, you know the game? Um, I've heard of it, I've not played it. So I it... love it. It's theme park, but Jurassic Park. Yeah. I have a lot of yeah. fun with it. And I was been waiting and waiting for DLC packs, so three story-based DLCs to go on sale. And I was like, okay. they're quite expensive. I think before they're on sale, they were like £35 for all three. It's like, you know what, I don't, want, I don't love it that much. So they finally went on sale... And um, so I bought them, spent about 20 quid in the end. And Mm. it was something like 150 megabytes to download all three. And I said to my wife, those fuckers, it was already there. 
I've just yeah. unlocked the door. <laughs> yeah, you've got the code, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, and that's I've what been years done. since I've seen that happen, you know? It was like, oh, I've forgotten they do things like that. Didn't it originally happen on, like, an old fighting game or something? Like, Was it an old Mortal Kombat or a Tekken or something? Well, I think the first recorded case of that was. Like, oh. proper, properly a long time ago. It might be, because I remember Mortal Kombat being the right stinker over... Um, being one of the early ones of charging for skins like oh yeah, yeah you can change the color of your character street fire as well and things like that fantastic <laughs> can you can you remember like a time when you made a bad dlc purchase that you in, you instantly regretted or regretted um mm, i don't know i don't I am quite picky with what DLC I buy. Mm. I think the only, there's very few games where I'll buy all the DLC for. Um, Are you... Um... I want to say Horse Armor, but I just, to be fair, I just kind of got that in the Game of the Year edition, so I, I didn't really buy it. But I, I feel like if I had bought it, I would have been upset. Yeah, probably probably the most famous one. Like you well, don't was, have to tell me what the game is. I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's the fir- it was the first one, wasn't it? Really, yeah. the first one of like deal like full on downloadable content. It just did nothing. Yeah, it, ju- it just did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it made your horse look pretty. I guess I don't know. I never. I, I remember seeing it back because I played Oblivion back when it was first out, and yeah. I remember seeing it. Never considered it. Never liked using a horse. It was always more of a walking guy. Yeah. 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 Um, or you a kid as well from the online pass days. Do you remember the online passes? Which ones were they? Remind so me. there was a code. You'd have to buy the game brand new to get a code with it. That would unlock yep. the multiplayer. If you bought it pre-owned, the code would potentially uh. be already used. So you'd have to then pay. That's <laughs> a yeah. short-lived thing. No, I don't think I remember that. What games? What games did that? Um, a lot of the major multiplayers. The one I remember I did pay for because I bought it pre-on was a game called Homefront. And oh yes, yeah, yeah. That's one about career attacking America, isn't that's it? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember I did that because I bought it pre-owned and wanted to play the multiplayer, and the multiplayer was actually good. Um, yeah. But that that disappeared. Like it seems in cycles, they companies yeah. clock on to something. I guess squeeze the life out of it until everyone pushes back like it is with loot boxes now to a degree yeah it just kind of milk it dry until they're slapped on the wrist enough isn't it it's yeah, uh... yeah. but what you highlighted at the start is the guaranteed reason why it goes in is it's the effect it has on people and when you talk about like people not feeling good enough and all that i think of games like fortnite i've yeah. never played fortnite in my life but i know it's popularity amongst children and stuff like that and um, I watch uh, YouTubers, gamers, YouTubers who talk a lot about this and um, he remember he, he I'm going to say he was, Jim Sterling Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. He's excellent coverage on this and you know he had heard reports that you know kids would be kids would be teased because they didn't have the newest skins for Fortnite and shit like that Yeah, I'm, I remember that it'd be like, uh, for me it'd be like the Call of Duty, like days the match or the matchmaking on that that they brought him in modern warfare one you know if you didn't get the map packs you couldn't play with your friends yeah that kind of thing yeah of course of course it goes in you no <laughs> we're too agreeable we're too agreeable we are 
Four, Damn. four, five. Well done. Only one. New metal stays out to wrap its way into the future. <laughs> no, please don't. Are you sure you don't want to change your mind on that? No way. Now, <laughs> it's funny. We literally, me and Brendan, did a Linkin Park track by track, the debut, Hybrid Theory, a few weeks back. Okay. And it was a nightmare. A nightmare to relive that. I'd forgotten how good, how bad it was. Um so I should really be agreeing with you, but it's it's too important. It's too important. Um, I quite, yeah, I quite like Hybrid Theory, but it's a classic. It is a classic, but I, I'm a bit sick of Linkin Park these days. Actually, I know I said I liked them, but I'm a bit sick of them. I think I feel like as, as soon as I, you know music comes on and I just hear it starts with, I'm like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, there we know, go. There's your five. Did a great job. Thank you, Ellis. Thank you. No worries. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?